Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Grizzlies incurred more attrition along the offensive line this week. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Within a week of starting right guard Colton Kintz announcing his retirement from the team, fellow offensive guard Tyler Ganung has reportedly left the Grizz football team. Cal Hansen of MTN Sports was the first to report the news, and Ganung confirmed it on his personal Twitter page on Tuesday night. The 6'5", 328-pound junior came to Montana from Sunset High School in Portland, Oregon. He came in as an offensive tackle before moving to offensive guard. He played as part of the rotation on the interior offensive line for the Grizzlies during the 2019 season and a bit in 2021. Montana brought in sophomore Hunter McGinnis, a transfer from Washington State before the season, and McGinnis has started all five games this year. The latest high school polls conducted by 406mtsports.com are out, and Hamilton remains the top-ranked team in Class A. The Bronx moved to 6-0 this past weekend. Moral, the 2020 state champions, are also undefeated at 6-0 and ranked second. Billing Central is 5-1, the lone loss coming to Laurel and is ranked third, and the Polson Pirates coming at number four with Whitefish at number five. In Class B, undefeated Florence remains number one, while Townsend is number two, Big Fork comes in at number three, Columbus is number four, and Malta rounds out the top five at number five. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. ESPN Radio. Hey, you're watching NSWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on a Thursday. Bring you back with a Decemberist, little Connor Malloy. Hell of a guy. Yeah, I love it. Hope the, Decem- hope the Decemberists come back. That old Traveler's Rest Festival used to have in Missoula. That was fun, man. That was a good one. A lot of good musicians with uh, Montana and specifically Helena Roots. Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse traces his roots back to Helena a little bit as well. Nuana's now your one-stop shop for all things music trivia. Also talk a little sports from time to time here 
as well. Missed a thing in the first hour of the show. Fun first hour. Heard from Troy Taylor, head coach for Sacramento State. The Hornets make their way to Missoula this weekend to take on the Montana Grizzlies. We also had a couple people, Scott Potter and Andy Angie Doucette, uh, as part of our promotion of the Watson Children's Shelter Tennis Pro-Am, hosted by the Peak Health and Wellness Center. Uh, that's next weekend. Also heard from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach. We also heard from Mick Morris, Hellgate head coach. And we also heard from our mattress firm, Student of the Week, Tucker Zanto, a football player at Helena Capital. Everything from today's first hour can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Well, we tried to keep this as happy and uh, non-politicized as possible, but the world around us seems to be so intent on canceling everything. Some people deserve to get canceled. Hopefully, Carolyn, our good friend, the chick who doesn't know sports, doesn't get us canceled today. How are you doing, Carolyn? It's going to be a tough one because <laughs> I got some stuff to talk about. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, there's no way that this is going to digress to the point where a lot of these people that we're going to talk about, that this reaches that level because some of these men are so stupid i can't believe it regardless i already know which road you're going down but <laughs> let's begin well let's just let's just talk about it uh john gruben gruden gruden <laughs> it's off to a great start by the way the chicken doesn't know sports is brought to you by the ac hotel in downtown missoula we'll be giving you some brunch vouchers here shortly so keep it right here on the chicken doesn't know sports okay john gruden sorry whatever yes. it doesn't matter it does matter what if like bukta all right, all right, all right. So, Carolyn. <laughs> I've heard it all. People call me Carol. Old cut, buck Shut it. Okay. Um, so he he resigned. He didn't get fired for this big email well, scandal. Right. He, I think he probably knew what was coming. Right, I'm just saying. So he, um, of some emails were uncovered of some unsavory language and use of, of derogatory words. Um, that date back to 2002, it looked like. Yeah. And he um, was probably going to get fired. He resigned. And I just need to ask a question. Okay. And I, I think he should be in trouble for this. I need to preface this because no that's unacceptable. What the things he said and wrote, I am. Yep. However, then you see some NFL players who, you know, I don't know, rape women, beat their wives. Sure. And they're just maybe suspended or they're just, or they get to come back. They get to do a big dog fighting ring. I won't name names, Michael Vick. And then they get to just come back and act like they're a-okay. Let's talk about the the discrepancy there. You're, you're nailing it. I mean, this is football Inc. in a nutshell. If you can play football at an incredibly high level, you will play football in the NFL no matter what you do. Well, no why, matter what you do. Well, why if you coach and I again, but if you can coach at a high level, you're much more expendable as a coach because you're much less of a commodity. It's also much less of an investment. That's the craziest part about pro sports is the athletes get paid 50 times as much as the coaches. True, true, true. That's why that's what's so wild is like, how can you have institutional control when the dude who you're trying to coach and be the quote unquote boss of gets paid $50 million and you get paid two? Right. I guess I just am curious. You know, if that this will open eyes, open some eyes, or if this is just going to continue that, you know, bad behavior from athletes is acceptable, but bad behavior from coaches is not. It's uh, it's pretty interesting because a lot of guys that have uh, been in trouble or had unsavory actions have gotten ousted from leagues like the NBA and the Major League Baseball. But in the NFL, you're, you're right. I mean, it's pretty amazing to me that kneeling for the national anthem comes with severe, much more severe consequences than punching a woman in an elevator on video. Exactly. That's insane. Right. I mean, like, there's multiple guys, right? I mean, Joe Mixon's a starting running back in the NFL. There's a video of him completely knocking a girl out yeah, at an ice this. cream place or yeah. whatever in Oklahoma. Like, yeah, it's not a great situation. Uh, the fact of the matter is that the NFL doesn't care, and the fact that we're talking about it right now is the reason the NFL is king because all publicity is good publicity in the mind of the NFL. Except kneeling for the national right. anthem. The thing that's so crazy, though, is nothing impacts the ratings of the NFL. Nothing. There's still going to be 
10,000 people that start Joe Mixon in their fantasy football league. Maybe 100,000 people this week. Sick. There's so many things like this, though. The only way this would ever actually impact anything is if people just walked out and didn't watch. Right. But that's but that never going to happen because the entire NFL is based on gambling and fantasy football. It's not about what people want it to be about, like community and all that. No, it's all about money. So who leaked the emails? Do we know? This is the great irony of this situation, and this is why if you're John Gruden, obviously you know you did something bad, you resigned, whatever, but this is why you'd be so pissed because the investigation is into the Washington football team and the broken culture that's existed within the Washington football team for many, many years. All the emails for John Gruden were his correspondence with the Washington football team. John Gruden was a private uh, non, non-public non employee for a long time. He was a coach, and then he was a commentator, and then he got back into coaching. That's what makes your emails admissible and or not. This is not John Gruden's emails that were subpoenaed or whatever, that were, that were summonsed. This was all of the emails from the Washington football team. Some of those then included John Gruden. Well, why? Because that time John Gruden was working for ESPN, uh, Monday Night Football, he is uh, good friends with Bruce Allen, one of the front office guys for the Washington football team. And his brother, Jay Gruden, used to also be the head coach of the Washington football team. So these are all the emails that John Gruden sent to them. There's a chance that there's 100,000 other emails just like this, but those are not admissible because those are not part of what was subpoenaed by the Washington Post in the investigation of the Washington football team. It's only ones that came to those accounts. Okay. This is so, so uh, deep in its controversy, though, as well. A couple things. One, I thought Jamel Hill had an uh, awesome article about this on The Athletic, uh, basically saying your point exactly. How is it that there's uh, similar repercussions for a guy that has like pretty uh, affirmative, misogynistic, and racist views that he put into writing and a guy that's protesting on behalf of his community? Those two things have similar consequences. That's crazy. But as Jamel Hill said, the thing is that this isn't just an example of one guy. This is just a microcosm, right? unfortunately. That's what I was going to say, um, is that I feel like this could have been um, several different coaches and players probably emails yep. back and forth. But here's my theory on who leaked it. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Urban Myers. <laughs> okay. He had a lot of heat last week, yeah. and now no one's talking about him. Yeah, we'll get to Urban in just one minute. One more, a couple more points will, that are worth making when it comes to this Gruden thing. John Gruden has been as uh, – he has scrutinized Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, as heavily as any person in associated with the NFL. So uh, the biggest piece of controversy to me here is that the NFL ordered the investigation into the broken culture of the Washington football team. There was all of these thoughts. Three different uh, former employees of the Washington football team came forward and said that Daniel Snyder, the owner of the team, as well as Bruce Allen and multiple other front office members, engaged in very, very sexist culture. There was, like, the scandal where they were all trading pictures of the cheerleaders Mm -hmm. uh, in very compromised positions. This investigation has been going on for years. This John Gruden email leak is part of it. The NFL has not demanded and, in fact, protected the Washington football team and not had any of the stuff that's come out of this investigation go public, except Except John Gruden. It's because Roger Goodell hates John Gruden. And, again, I'm not making excuses for John Gruden. I think that John Gruden screwed up at at a high level, and I think he deserved to lose his job, no question. But... There is a, a ulterior motive for the uh, NFL in this thing because they just don't want John Gruden. John Gruden is like the guy that's – it's John Gruden versus the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's what's so funny that he's with the Raiders because it was Al Davis, the owner of the Raiders, against the NFL for 30 years. And now John Gruden's like the, the second coming of that. But this is their way to get him out, and now he's out. Wild. Yeah. This is a wild scandal. Yeah. I still think Urban Myers is behind it. <laughs> okay, so um, John Gruden, I, I do, I, I do have some, uh, just I don't know, I don't want sympathy is not the right word. I do find it very uh, intense that John Gruden is getting fired for stuff that he wrote ten plus years ago. Mm-hmm. 
again, he wrote it. It's part of it. It's not good for your organization. So there's no there's no real debate on whether or not he deserved to lose his job. But that's pretty crazy. Uh, unfortunately, John Gruden never intended the public to read any of that stuff. Uh, but that's completely different than Urban Meyer's situation. Urban Meyer is just an idiot. I know. He's just an idiot. What What are you doing, dude? Right. Like and the the picture of him with the co-ed, with the picture of Urban Meyer and his wife behind him at the bar, it's like, dude, you are the dumbest person on the earth. Go to a different place. At the very least, just go to a different place. Right. right. Like, what's going on? I know. That's why I think he did this. Um, <laughs> the other thing, going back to the emails really quick, and – there's two things I want to say. One, emails and texts don't ever put anything in those that you don't think someone could read, period. I mean, so, someone that you didn't intend for it to read could read. That is just like rule number one. Yep. Rule number, not rule number two, but number two on it, and I'm not saying it's okay, but 10 years ago, we were all very different than we are now in the sense that we've had a lot of learning and growing and people have... There's been just so much more that we've we've been able to learn, I feel like, you know, about various subjects that I would never use any of those words or anything like that. But maybe he's grown since then and he's learned and he's realized, you know, that that's horrible. And just canceling someone based on something from 10, 12, 15, 20 years ago, that's not always fair either. What comes next is going to be so fascinating because all of this aside, John Gruden is still a phenomenal football coach. And all this aside, John Gruden is one of the greatest commentators the NFL has ever seen. He's probably He'll never be a commentator. He's no probably the greatest him. color guy ever. Right. But this is the way that the world's going to shift in media, especially. What if no one gets hired by anyone ever again? Right. Why can't John Gruden just have his own Monday Night Football YouTube channel where he's giving you all the commentary and you just sit there and subscribe to it? True. Then it doesn't matter if he got canceled. There's millions of people that probably think that this was hilarious, unfortunately, but there's millions of people that probably, not, I shouldn't say millions, but for for better or worse, there are people that are into literally everything. Right. There are people right now that think John Gruden's a hero. Right. That's true. And that's the state of the society that we live in right now. That's true. It's why content, when you're planning and content and producing content and all that, deciphering between what is good and bad content is no longer necessary. It just has to be content. And if you distribute it in the proper way, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to like it. Like all the millions of people that like this segment. It's the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. (laughs) What weirdos. (laughs) That's right. Chicken Doesn't Know Sports presented by the AC Hotel. Okay, so off the cancel, guys, because these guys, uh, this is my least favorite part about sports and stuff. Like, I just want to be here for the fun and the games and stuff. Like, game, I don't, it's not that I don't care. I I do care about this. I think it's it's ridiculous that it's happening. I just hate when this overwhelms the other stuff. Yeah. It's really unfortunate because the Raiders were off to a pretty good start and, they're an interesting team, and John Gruden's an interesting character. So all of that, and I hate cancel culture anyway. I, I just know. think people are allowed. People should be allowed to learn from mistakes. Sure. I mean, unless you punch your wife in an right. elevator. Well, I think also, you, you can't just say egregiously racist things over and over and over again. Right. When all of the people that play in the NFL are African Americans, like they just can't do that. Hundred percent. And I'm not saying in this case, but. I just say in general, like, we do need to look at a bigger picture of things and uh, of people and where they were at that time in their life and if they've actually grown and if they, they you know, I just hate ca- cancel culture. I, f- I frankly think people deserve second chances, except Michael Vick. Wow. See, I think Michael <laughs> Vick is like the least egregious of all these people that we're talking about, but that's here nor there. Oh, just uh, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports presented by the AC Hotel. We got brunch vouchers for you. Go check out the AC Hotel. You do not have to be staying there. You can go have a little brunch, 14 bucks, to get you all of the be- beverages and milk that you God, ever wanted. you and the milk. <laughs> but also you can get, you know, some toast, some eggs. All sorts of stuff. They has got everything you ever could think of for breakfast slash brunch. They got it for you. They even have Fruit Loops. See, you can have mm-hmm. some cereal, you can have yeah. some oatmeal, you can have some English muffins, you can have waffle, whatever. Yep. We got it all at the AC Hotel, so go check that out. You don't have to be staying there. So even if you just live in Missoula, go check it out. But also, we got a couple vouchers for you. 
right now. So give us a call, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number three, we got two brunch vouchers for you for the AC Hotel. All you got to do is give your name to Andrew in the back. He'll give a call down the front desk, and you'll be all set. 888-1029. Chicka Does No Sports brought to us by the AC Hotel, downtown Missoula. All right. Carolyn, what else you got? So, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, here we go. This is just a phenomenal list of people we're talking about today. Okay, what's going on <laughs> he, with Kaepernick uh, now? He has said that he's waking up every day at 5 a.m. He's training. He's ready to get picked up. He wants to play in the Super Bowl. This poor guy. Now, tell me, can that happen? Like, let's say, could it happen? Oh, he could get signed, yeah. He could. In oh, the yeah. middle of the season, he could get signed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, on top of all his workouts, he's developed a TV show for Netflix Mm. based on his life. Okay. Now, personally, I think he could have taken this moment to make this show. There's so many people who would love to make a TV show and make it fun and funny. Sure. And it sounds like it's going to be real deep. Okay. Like. Well, yeah, he's got to get those endorsement dollars, baby. I know, but I think he could make like a fun show about growing up, you know, with two white parents and, um, you know, things that he went through, but make it make it funny. But I don't think Colin Kaepernick has a sense of humor. <laughs> well, it's probably been taken away from him now because of all of the things that he's had to go through these last several years. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll watch. I'll probably watch the show because I love all TV. But um, <laughs> you just need to start watching your homework list. Your thirty for I know, 30s. I know. Start I know. with broke. You'll love it. Well, anyway, so he's he's doing great. I mean, uh, he's got sure. he's got a show. He's, I mean, he's working out. Yeah. From Nike. So so you know he's all right. Okay, moving on. Okay. Um, Colin Kaepernick will not get signed by a team. It has nothing to do with his polit- politics. Okay. Colin Kaepernick lives in the world where he's. He's good enough to almost be a starting quarterback in the league, but he's not bad enough and or humble enough to be a backup quarterback. And if he's your backup quarterback, then you have a massive distraction on your lock in your locker room because every sports writer in the world is going to ask you every day, what's up with Colin Kaepernick? Why mm-hmm. isn't Colin Kaepernick starting over Justin Fields or whoever they might go play? he might go play for? Do you think they'll say, hey, that guy punched his wife in the elevator, but he's playing. <laughs> Why can't Colin? No? Okay. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on to Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep coming. Okay. What's up now? Benny boy showed up to work. They didn't even know he was coming. He showed up to work. Didn't even tell him. <laughs> didn't even tell him. I, I love mean, this. I mean, who does this? What kind of monster just blows everything off and then says, you know what? I'm going to show up. This is an egomaniac. And there's no question. And did he even play? I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. It's the preseason, so. Good talk. I'm not ready for the NBA to be back. It's football season. I know. I know. I was actually liking it. So, of all of the things that were uh, terrible about all the delays and cancellations during the pandemic, the one thing I kind of liked was the delayed start to the NBA season. They weren't starting until around Christmas. Yeah. That seems right, because then football yeah. is over. Whenever there's basketball and football going on, I just feel... It's so weird. Is it's basketball so... the longest season no, the of any baseball sport? Is oh, the yeah, longest baseball. Season. God, baseball goes from yeah. freaking February until to, October. To November sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, uh, I hope they did. I hope they benched him because he is just a real pain in my rump. I'll tell you what. Well, that's the other part about this, though. Is these guys are such high level investments that if they show up, you. You have to play them. No. You're paying like they have two guys that are making half the money on their whole team. No. He does not deserve to play. He sits on the bench and he watches. He didn't practice. He didn't um, participate with his team. He's They're going to have no mojo together because he hasn't been there. They're going to be annoyed at him. I don't think they were happy to see him. Doc Rivers says... He says, I don't know. He voiced that he might want to play, but we'll see how it works out. <laughs> Poor Doc Rivers. Who's that? The coach oh. of the 76ers. He used to coach the Celtics, and he won a championship there. I, and then he coached the Clippers for a lot of years, too. He is probably wishing that he could just retire at this point. Yeah, this might push him into retirement. Yeah. Okay. So do you know who J.R. Smith is? I do know who J.R. Smith is. Love J.R. Smith. So he played in the NBA. He did. And he joined um, North 
Carolina A&T's golf team. So this is really, really interesting because I always hear the cliche when people say, I still have some eligibility left. You know, like I could go, like you always joke, like I could go play some tennis, right? Yeah. Like you didn't, you didn't play all four years right. in Northern Arizona. Okay. So you don't have eligibility left. The moment you enter college, your clock starts ticking. That's what I was going to per- ask you. Period. So it doesn't matter. If Even you if you switch sports. If you, if you don't, if you don't play sports. The day you enroll in college, your clock starts ticking. You got five years to play four years of sports. Got it. That's okay. it. Okay. There, if you like leave college for hardships, Religious missions, military service, your clock pauses. They, um, but if, if, if you just leave school or transfer schools or quit sports or whatever, your clock doesn't stop. Okay. So most of the people that say that sort of stuff, they can't go back and uh, play a sport. So what's the deal with this guy? J.R. Smith came right out of high school into the oh. NBA, so he never went to college. So Got I think it. this is great. I love it. Well, you he's know going, me. This He's going to get an education. Well, he's playing well, golf. Smith probably is trying to get an education, too, though. His swing is nice, though. I was watching him the other day. I mean, he's obviously a world-class athlete. He played in the NBA for 15 years, but his swing is sweet. I, he's, I think it's a great story. Now, could he go back and play basketball in college? See, now, that has never been tried, but that would be crazy. Hmm. In that little little league, yeah. he's Jared Smith's old by basketball standards, but he's still only in his mid thirties. He would probably just destroy that league if he went and played in that league. Well, I think it's really great. I was I wanted to ask you how he was able to do that, so that makes sense. But yesterday he had a little bad day on the field or mm. on the course or what whatever did, it's what called. He accidentally stepped on a beehive. Oh boy! And he got attacked by bees. Oh boy! But he's okay. But it kind of you know put a damper on the day. Jr. Smith. With his shirt off and his big gold chain on, chugging champagne and celebrating with LeBron James when they won the championship in Cleveland is one of the greatest videos that's ever been on the internet. I love it. I love J.R. Smith. All right. Well, He's the man. let's cheer him on. Let's follow this golf future of this guy. This is what I like to see. I like to see you going back to school, you playing a sport you're good at. This is the, these are the feel good stories that I like. Chicken doesn't know sports. It's ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Our friend Carolyn in studio. You want to hear a, the craziest version of clock, of clock story? It involves yeah. the University of Montana. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give you the cliff notes because this is actually we could talk about this for hours because it's one of the craziest stories ever in college sports. I can't believe it actually didn't get more national publicity. We should write a movie. This could be a movie. Let's do it. Jimmy Wilson who played for the Grizz football team. He's an outstanding player. Uh, it was going into either his junior or his senior year. Uh, there was an incident with his uh, aunt in California in which she was uh, the victim of some domestic abuse. Jimmy went to go um, to go help her. He drove to California. Uh, what happened next remains a mystery but in terms of what the court of law determined the man who was uh, putting his hands on jimmy's relative emerged from his home with an ak-47 the two of them got in a tussle over the gun the gun fired and killed the man jimmy wilson was charged with uh first degree murder and sat in L.A. County prison or L.A. County jail for 18 months. Jimmy Wilson was ultimately acquitted. And this was precedent setting because Jimmy Wilson's clock expired while he was incarcerated. That in itself is not precedent setting because if your clock expires while you're incarcerated, your clock is finished. Even if you're falsely accused. If you're acquitted, this never happened before. This has never happened before or since. Somebody that had their clock expire while they're incarcerated and then was acquitted of said crime. So after Jimmy Wilson went through a variety of uh, hearings and trials or whatever, he came out of jail and then he returned and he played football at the University of Montana and then he got drafted in the NFL. And where is he now? I don't know where he's at now. He's from California. He's not in Missoula. I know that. Um, but there's no question it's one of the craziest stories of all time. Uh this is going to be a movie. I mean, isn't that a movie? And I think we should do a podcast about this. I mean, unbelievable. Un- unbelievable story. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't believe it didn't get more national publicity because that's what, really What year was happened. this? This was in the mid-2000s. Okay. He was in school with me. He was a couple years older than I was at Montana. And then... Jimmy Wilson? Yeah. And then he, he came back when he's when he actually... When all this stuff cleared and then he came back, then he... 
uh, finished out with he was playing with my brother when my brother was playing for the Grizz, and uh, then he played in the NFL for four or five years. So wow, yep, crazy right here in Montana. What else you got? Anything? Well, the last story is a little risque. I don't know <laughs> if you're going to actually air it oh, because we We're get I'm canceled. covering my because um, it's pretty naughty. Okay. So you know we've talked about people getting in fights at stadiums, and yeah. we've talked about like people throwing beer on each other, things like that. Sure. Well, at the Eagles Panthers game at the Panther Stadium, yep. a couple yep. was found in the bathroom together. If you know what I mean. Oh boy. A couple. Oh boy. And all there's hilarious video of all these guys in the guys' bathroom and you just like filming and you just see two feet in the stall. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. And there's probably like twenty guys in there cheering them on. Wow. So they did not get arrested, but they did get escorted out. Okay. I just think that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, go home. Go to your car. It's a <laughs> football right. game. Right. Is I it know. that exciting? Maybe it is. You never know. Good Pe- Lord. People are strange. Well, listen. That wasn't nearly as bad as you made it sound. I mean, it's pretty dirty. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Listeners can handle it. I don't know. We'll see. When the phone starts ringing, complaining. <laughs> Well, the phone's only ringing because they want your brunch. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you got anything else there, Cherilyn? Nope. Just uh, getting ready for some soccer this weekend in Helena, and um, then soccer is over. And Thank God. Yeah, just in time for all the snow. It snowed 52 inches at Bridger Bowl. Really? Earlier this week. Wow. In Bozeman. That's awesome. Yes, indeed. Get my skis ready. Chicken doesn't know sports. Back next week, post-soccer season. Maybe she'll bring some more appropriate uh, material to the table. Either Actually, way, if you thought that wasn't so bad, I'm going to bring something worse. Let's go. Chicken doesn't know sports every Thursday. Brought to you by the AC Hotel. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Montana, welcome back. It's Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is your one-stop shop for all things sports each and every day. Right here on ESPN Radio, as well as around the Treasure State on SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on a Thursday. Oftentimes, we get to have multiple across-the-sideline segments throughout the week, but today... Heard from Troy Taylor earlier in the show. Now we go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line for Across the Sidelines Part 2 with Jay Hill, the head coach of Weber State. Weber State hosts Montana State in a Big Sky Showdown tomorrow night, Ogden, Utah. I'll be making my way down to Utah tomorrow morning, so I'll be there live and in person for the game. We'll actually be doing this show from the press box at Stewart Stadium uh, leading up to that 8 p.m. kick. Coach, it's been a little while since we talked to you. How you been? What's going on? Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> well, it's always good to be with you, Coulter. Well, Coach, the obvious first question is, what do you think of the showdown on Friday night? Because this is two of the best teams in the Big Sky Conference squaring off. A matchup I've been looking forward to for a long time because you have not played Montana State since 2018. Uh, so what are, you, what are just your broad thoughts of Montana State coming to Ogden? Well, this is a very good team, obviously. They're good defensively. They're good offensively. Um, their production has been outstanding in all phases, so... I think they're well coached. They play hard. Um, this is a big time battle, and we're, we're obviously not overlooking anybody in this one. 
Well, from my perspective, from an, an analyst perspective, the uh, the fact is that Montana State and Weber State, they play my two favorite types of football in the Big Sky Conference. Defensive-oriented, hard-nosed, punch you in the mouth. I, I love the style your team plays, and I love the style that Montana State's played under Jeff Choten. They're sort of carrying that same identity over under Brett Vegan. So what do you think of just that element, sort of the clashing of similar styles? Because both these teams had some success, made it to the playoffs, uh, Final Four teams back in 2019, each of you two teams. Uh, but it seems like these are uh, comparative styles. So what do you think of just the fact that this is one of the most physical teams in the in the league, playing your team also one of the most physical teams in the league? Well, I think that's what it's going to come down to is who's going to step up and be the most physical, especially in the fronts on both sides of the ball. Um, I like our team a lot. Now, we have yet to play with our team. And so that's one thing I'm very excited about is, even since our Utah game, we have had not even close to our team back, and this will be the closest that we are to being healthy since the spring of 2019. So that that's exciting for us, and we're getting closer to where we want to be with, with who we're playing with. Is that a byproduct of anything, or is, is that just the way that the cookie crumbles sometimes? Is that just football? Well, I don't know. I've never in my career got to our fourth-string quarterback, which we have this year. <laughs> right. Uh, I've never had the injury issues on the offensive line. We've had some bad issues, but we've never had it like we've had it. And it really was it was really um, something that occurred in the playoffs in the spring season. And then, you know, two or three of those guys, we just weren't going to get back until now. And now we're close to back to healthy, and I'm excited to see what we can become. I'm excited to see what we can be- become because I, I don't even think it's close that we've reached even close to what we can be as a football team. It's so interesting to think that you could continue to get fortified because of the carryover from injuries from the spring, but that's certainly the case with you and a lot of other teams around the uh, the conference and the country as well. So, I mean, have you weighed the cast benefits of, of the spring? I mean, what, did you feel like it was worth it? Or are some of those lingering inju- injuries, is that sort of the byproduct? I mean, what do you think of just playing in the spring now that you're into the fall? Well, I don't know. I mean, everybody can argue it a bunch of different ways. When when some of the FCS teams were beating the FBS teams and saying, oh, it was such a benefit that you guys got to play in the spring, we didn't. They could say that was a benefit. And then for, like, our team, when you get as dinged up as we did late, then you could say it was a huge detriment to what we are. And I, I don't think you can do that. That's, that's not what football's all about. It's about taking your players that you do have and going at it and playing good teams, which we have played good teams this year. You know, James Madison, the University of Utah, uh, UC Davis, we've played some really good quality teams and come up short due to turning the ball over and, and, and doing some mistakes at critical times that we're not used to doing, and that's the reality. When you're playing a great team, you can't do that. And we know we're not going to be able to do that against Montana State on Friday, and they're not going to be able to do that against us either and get away with it. So, I mean, this is going to come down to who plays clean. Across the sidelines, we were State Head Coach Jay Hill joining us here on Nuanez Now. It's presented in part by Mike Nugent, Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, your local real estate experts. Coach, you mentioned the schedule you played. You guys have played uh, quite the schedule. I mean, an incredibly difficult schedule. Uh, first against a ranked Pac-12 team in Utah. A solid Dixie State team, which I watched in Missoula this last week. I was very impressed by them. I think they are on an upward trajectory. James Madison, uh, number two team in the country when they came to Ogden to play you there. At UC Davis was ranked in the top ten when they came to Ogden as well. And then you guys had a win over Cal Poly on the road entering your bye. So what do you think of just the schedule you've played? How much has that tested you as you enter this game on Friday night? Well, we're, we're not going to play anybody better than the University of Utah for the rest of the year. We're not going to play many teams better than James Madison, no matter how far we go. Um, so the reality is we know what it looks like, and we got to go out and execute in the critical times, which we did in both those games. At the University of Utah, there were drives where we looked outstanding. And there were opportunities in the UC Davis game and in the James Madison game where we looked like we can play with any team in the country. And then there's, there's times where we didn't, you know, where we turned it over and got beaten the turnover margin 3-0 against UC Davis. And you're not going to beat top 10 teams doing that. You're not, you're not going to go minus three in the turnover margin and think that you're going to beat anybody in the top 10. And that's what we did. And you can blame it on whatever, but bottom line, that's what we did. Well, let's talk about this specific matchup this weekend. Um, 
first and foremost, when you watch Montana State, do they look any different than the Jeff Choate days? And I know you haven't played them since 2018, so uh, maybe it comes with a caveat because it's been several years since these two teams squared off. But um, just compare and contrast Montana State as you prepare for this game. Well, one thing you know is my respect for Coach Choate was huge, enormous. I thought he did a phenomenal job recruiting. I thought he did a great job of getting toughness and discipline instilled in a program. And these guys are playing the exact same way. They're very similar on defense as they were. They're very similar on offense as they were. They play physical. They play discipline. Coach Vegan's done a phenomenal job of just taking the team that he had, and they might be playing as good as they've ever played. Uh, if you look at statistics, I mean, this this is a team that's coming in here ranked number one in the conference in defense. They're ranked number two in the conference in offense. They're number one in pass efficiency defense. They're number one in pass efficiency offense. So these guys are doing things that maybe they haven't done before. Um, and I'm excited to see how they're going to do against us. That That's uh, what what I'm excited to see. One of the other reasons I love following your team is just because you put such a high priority on the lines, and uh, that's the way I watch football is from the line on out. And you guys have had such a tremendous defensive front for most of your time there at Weber State. But now it seems like there's a new sort of leading man on, on that defensive front because now no more McKay Murphy, no more Jonah Williams, no more Adam Rodriguez, but George Tarlis is still there. I interviewed him the other day. What an interesting guy, first and foremost. What a great story uh, that he has. Uh, but what have you thought of just him and his uh, development and the way that he sort of blossomed now into a headlining player in this Big Sky Conference? Well, he's definitely one of the top defensive ends in the league. And it helps when you've got the two interior D tackles that we have. You know, when you got Jared Chiefs and either a combination of Sione Lapawaho and, and Kalishi Moli. I mean, I really feel like those three guys might be the three best in the league. And when you're playing with that, it, it, it puts enough stress on the entire offensive line that those guys can make plays, which George has throughout his career. Um, and, and we need those guys to play like that. In this game, they need to go out and play dominant and be physical and be guys that, are hard for the offensive line to block one-on-one, and we need those guys to play at a high level. Jay Hill joining us. Weber State head coach here on Nuwana is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. And, Coach, it's interesting to me as somebody that's covered the Big Sky now for 15 years, so often the narrative broadly is about it being such a quarterback-driven league, and there's certainly been teams that have had a lot of success with quarterbacks, but it seems like the identity of maybe some of the teams that have been the top teams the last several years have been way more built in the trenches than at quarterback, and that's sort of been led by you and your staff and the way you guys have recruited. So at what point did you realize that was going to be an advantage, is, is just taking care of business and getting elite talent like you guys seem to always have up front, especially on defense? Well, that's what we can recruit here at, the universe, uh, at Weaver State University, is we can recruit d and we can recruit O-linemen. It's what our state has. And I really think that that's kind of what Montana has. If you look at the high school players that you get out of Montana and Idaho and up in the Pacific Northwest, that's what we can recruit to. And that's what we need to continue to build teams around because that's what wins. Um, now, do we want an elite quarterback? Absolutely. And I, I do believe that teams have been built and the ones who've won have had good, solid play from the quarterbacks where they don't turn it over. But you got to be able to run the ball. you got to be able to play great defense to win championships. Well, speaking of being able to run the ball, I want to ask you about your uh, All-American running back, Josh Davis. It seemed like he's been in the league forever, uh, but all of a sudden now here he is. This is his I, – I am so confused with everybody's eligibility. Is this his final year? I can't even remember now with all the COVID no, years. No, he's and a junior. Okay. He's, he's a junior still. But but into a, into a, the uh, the second half of his career now at least as an upperclassman. So, uh, But what do you think of just what he's done in terms of what he's brought to your program and what sort of talent is that? Because I mean, he was a Gatorade player of the year in Utah, a guy that's – Really, really, really talented. So uh, what have you thought just of his development to this point, and, and what are your hopes for him now the remainder of his junior year? Well, we need him We need him to be more dominant. The, the reality is we need to get him more yards. He needs to get more touches. He needs to get more um, touchdowns. And um, he's been a little dinged up um, since the spring. I think he played in four games in the spring. And um, this game he didn't play – in the Dixie State game. Uh, he played very little in the Cal Poly game. So bottom line, we need to keep him on the field. Uh, it's been a huge luxury having Dante McMillan, who was a second-team all-conference guy in the spring, that 
you know, we, we have a one-two punch, and we can try to keep those guys healthy throughout. But you're right. We need to get the ball more to Josh and let him be the focal point of what we're doing. Um, a lot like Montana State's done with Afonso, who I think is um, right there with him. I think those are the two best backs in the league right now. Specifically in terms of personnel, who catches your eye on Montana State offensively, defensively? Obviously, Troy Anderson's one that jumps off the field no matter where he's playing, whether it's quarterback or linebacker or whatever. But uh, anybody else for Montana State that, that just jumps out to you, Coach? Well, their wideout's playing very good. McCutcheon yep. is playing great. I think Afonso, like I said, has been one of the top running backs in the league for a couple years now. Uh, he continues to play great. I, I like how they're playing um, on the offensive line. Um, the quarterback it leads the league right now in pass efficiency offense. So those guys, I mean, you better be ready to stop a couple weapons now on the offensive side of the ball. And then defense is playing very good. Uh, both both inside backers, uh, you mentioned Troy Anderson, number 47 is playing very well as well. Um, I like some of the additions that they've made with some of their transfers in the secondary um, are doing some great things. And then they've got some transfer defensive ends that are playing well for them. So, uh, there's a lot of guys that stand out. Um, there's a lot of guys that stand out. Well, last couple of things for you then, Coach Jay Hill, across the sidelines here on Duanas now. He's Weaver State's head coach. Wildcats host Montana State tomorrow night, Ogden, Utah, ESPNU. You can find the game, 8 p.m. kickoff. So just two more things for you, Coach. One, what do you think of the 8 p.m. kicks? I know this is uh, fun for fans, but it seems like it's not the greatest thing in the world for guys that sit in my seat or guys that sit in your seat. I'm sleepy by the time these games are over. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, if I, think, I really believe football, especially in October, is meant to be played more in the afternoon. Uh, I think the exposure for our conference and just for our schools is huge at night. And so if people are going to watch it and we get better spots on ESPN, then I totally get it. That's what makes it worth it. Um, but ideally, no. I mean, I'd rather be playing 1 o'clock kicks at this time of year. Well, last thing for you then, Coach. What are the key factors tomorrow night if uh, Weber State is to come out with a victory against the number nine team in the country? Well, we're going to have to play effectively uh, both both sides of the ball. You know, We're not going to be able to let Defonte go crazy and run for over 100 yards and We'll let the quarterback throw for a 179 pass efficiency rating, which he has right now. We can't do that. And, uh, on offense, we got to do a good job of taking care of the ball. You know, we, we, we're not going to be able to go in there and turn it over three or four times and think that we're going to have a shot. And then we got to get our weapons the ball. Uh, what, what separates us, in my opinion, from the league is we got Rashid Shaheed, Josh Davis. Those, those guys got to stand out as the premier playmakers in the league, which they've been for the last couple of years. We, we've got to let those guys stand out more. And that's, that's a big step forward that we have to take to become the team that we want to be in 2021. Well, Coach, always a pleasure. I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. And uh, in the meantime, best of luck. And hopefully it all goes smooth with the night game. But thanks so much for joining us here on ESPN Radio. Appreciate you. There you go, Jay Hill. We were state head coach. One of the best around. That guy's awesome, man. Love talking ball with Coach Hill. He's so matter-of-fact, and it's uh, it's refreshing. Across the sideline, presented in part by Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth. Let Westpac Wealth show you how to make your life more tax-efficient, whether it's estate planning, business succession planning, life insurance, whatever you need to help make your world more tax-efficient. Give Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth a call today. Take you home on a Thursday, give you all prepped up for tomorrow. Keep it right here, Nuanas Now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. What up? Happy Thursday. I'm distracting the producer so we don't get any beats. That's okay, though. I'm hitting the road in the morning, driving. Ogden, Utah. Have no fear, though. I'll be back for the Grizz game as well. First time all year I get to watch the Bobcats and the Grizzlies in the same weekend. I'm very excited for it. 
trying not to think about how tired I'm going to be, uh, but that's okay. Sleep when you're dead. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Thursday. Heard from Troy Taylor, Sac State. They're coming to Missoula. Heard from Jay Hill, Weber State. They're welcoming Montana State. Also heard from Carolyn, she who doesn't know sports. Heard from our mattress firm, Student of the Week, Tucker Zanto from Helena Capital. We also heard from Bobby Halk, Montana head coach. And we heard from Carolyn, she who doesn't know sports. You can find everything from today's show in the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, Sportsbet Montana, and Blackfoot Communications. I'll be doing the show live from uh, from the Stewart Stadium press box tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Rajim Seabrook will be here in studio. So that'll be interesting, too. I love doing it when I'm remote. He's here. Then you get a uh, pretty guy on the TV, and then me through your uh, headphones or your speakers or your TV speakers or whatever. But a lot of fun stuff to get to tomorrow. Fun interview with George Tarlis. I originally did it just for the Big Sky Breakdown, our podcast at Skyline Sports, but Tarlis is fascinating. And uh, a guy that grew up in Greece didn't play football until he was 16 years old. So I'll share a little bit of that interview for you. We also got Dane Oliver from Missoula Sentinel and Matt Johnson from Missoula Big Sky. And we'll talk all our way all the way around the NFL as well. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It's always fun doing this with you. We couldn't do it without you. And I'm excited for this weekend of football, man. I think the two best games in the Big Sky feature the two schools from Montana. So we'll get you, continue to get you all prepped up for all that tomorrow. We'll see you at 4 o'clock. In the meantime, have a great evening. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.